this morning, those who don't know me, my name's Paul and I am the pastor here and it's great to be able to be back. Been away for a couple of weeks, I survived my son's bucks party, just, and uh, got through the wedding too, it was a wonderful time. It's great to be back with you though, it's great to be able to come and share with you this morning. I'm going to pray and then we're going to have a look at God's word together, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, how good it is to gather together, how good it is to sing songs to you, how good it is to pray together how good it is to hear from your word together. I want to thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that privilege. Uh, As we heard in Somalia, uh, we would be doing this under the threat of death and not out in the open. We thank you for that privilege, Lord, and we pray that we never take that for granted, that we make the most of it, and that within that, Lord, we are being people who are being moved and transformed to be more like Jesus in every way. We pray that that will be the case this morning too, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, uh, those that have been with us this term, we're in the middle of a series where we're looking at uh, saturating our lives and our community with Jesus. And we've been uh, looking at that over the last number of weeks and thinking through what does that mean for us here, particularly at Evans Head, but what does that mean for us as people who live for Jesus in the world around us? And uh, we've gone back and we've had a look at a number of things, haven't we? Uh, we first looked at the fact that uh, Jesus is better, that Jesus saves us, that Jesus saves us from our past, our present and future sins, that he is better than anything else. Uh, he's got the past sorted, he's got the future, uh, the present in his hand, and he's got our future as well. Jesus is better than anything. And we saw that in our first week, and that is what drives us, doesn't it? to know that Jesus is better than anything else. Lots of things come into our lives, lots of things come to tempt us to think that it's better than Jesus, but ultimately he is the only one that satisfies everything that we need because he's the one that brings us into a relationship with God and that's the only thing that's ever going to satisfy us, is having a living, loving relationship with him. And Jesus is the one who does that for us through his life, death and resurrection that we celebrated last week and the songs that we sang today were all about that weren't they and Jesus does that for us Jesus is better and not only is Jesus better but because Jesus is better then we need to be people who are on about living for Jesus and helping others to live for Jesus as well that what we're to be on about is discipleship that we are to be disciples making disciples. That as we follow Jesus, our role, our best thing that we can do in life is to help others to follow Jesus as well. And Jesus tells us to do that, doesn't he? His command to us in Matthew 28 is to go into all the world and make disciples. Teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded them to do and I will be with you to the very end of the age. Disciples making disciples, there is no better thing that you can do than that. Uh, Sometimes we get tempted into thinking there's lots of good things to do that are even better than that. There are lots of good things to do in this world, aren't there? Holidaying in heaven's head, that's a fantastic thing to do. Weddings are good things to do. Uh, Celebrating, playing bowls, playing golf, family, fun, they're all good things to do. But the best thing that we can be doing is the thing that Jesus tells us is the best thing to do as to make disciples of people. 
is loving Jesus ourselves and helping others to love Jesus. Having our lives saturated with Jesus and helping others to have their lives saturated with Jesus. And we went on from that, didn't we? And we worked out that we will do that if we know who we are. Who are we? It's a big question, isn't it? Who are you? That's what we've been looking at for the last few weeks. We've been thinking through what is, who are we? What makes us up? And we worked out, didn't we, that so often when anyone comes and talks to us, uh, at the wedding that I was at this week, uh, just about every conversation, apart from saying that I was Lachlan's dad, the next thing they question is, so what do you do? We get defined by what we do. But we actually need to be defined by who we are, and who we are defines what we do. Uh, We had a great little saying, wasn't it? You are a human being, not a human doing. Who you are defines what you do. Who you are determines what you do. And so that's what we've been thinking about, haven't we? The last few weeks we've been thinking about who are we? Uh, If we're followers of Jesus, if we trust and believe in Jesus, who are we? Uh, And we saw that we were, firstly, children of God. That uh, when we trust and believe in Jesus and we are baptised into the name of the Father, Son and the Spirit, then that also gives us what we do. We are in the Father's family through Jesus. We are children of God and so therefore we are to live as children of God. We worked out then next that we were in Jesus and he was a servant. He was the king's servant and so we are to be people who serve others as well. We're children of God. We're servants of Jesus and this week we're going to be looking at that we are spirit-empowered missionaries. Jesus. And so we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 1 verses 1 to 8 today. Uh, If you were here in the middle of January we looked at that as well but we're going to be focusing on the same verse as well. We're going to be focusing in on verse 8 specifically this morning and Dean's going to come up and he's going to read to us Acts chapter 1 verses 1 to 8. You'll see it on the screen or you can open up your Bibles as well which would be a good thing. Morning church. Morning Dean. (laughs) Okay, Acts uh, chapter 1, 1 to 8. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to those men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command... Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John the Baptist, sorry, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Well, Luke uh, writes Acts. Luke wrote Luke. uh, And the second part of his story is in Acts. And he continues the story of Jesus. Uh, Luke The Gospel of Luke takes us up to the death of Jesus. Uh, Luke in Acts takes us from the resurrection of Jesus 
through to the very beginning of the first Christians as they gathered and the church. Uh, and you can see there that uh, we hear about what was going to happen. And we hear that Jesus has told his disciples to wait and soon they're going to be baptised with the Holy Spirit and they're going to have power to go out and to be witnesses for Jesus to the ends of the earth. And that's what the rest of Acts is about. The rest of Acts is about how that good news of Jesus, how those that trust and believe in Jesus and empowered by the Spirit take that message to the rest of the world. And the end of Acts isn't the end either because the end of Acts is where it just continues into the whole world. We see it go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and it's on its way to the ends of its earth by the end of Acts. So in a sense, this verse, verse 8, is what they would call the programmatic. It sets the direction for the rest of the book of Acts. And not only does it set the direction for the rest of the book of Acts, but it sets the direction for you and I. Because in it, Jesus says that he wants to send out his believers, his disciples, his followers to be a witness for him, to him, to the rest of the world. And that's for you and I as well. The end of Acts hasn't finished what Jesus wants to do. It continues on. And we're part of that continuation because, you see, the good news of Jesus hasn't reached to the ends of the earth yet. There are still people in this world that have not heard about Jesus That still needs to be spread. There are still people in our town of Evans Head who haven't heard about Jesus yet. They might have heard about him, but they haven't heard of him and come to know him yet. It hasn't finished yet, has it? It's still happening. You see, the good news of Jesus, the message of Jesus, Christianity itself is a gospel, it's a movement, it's, a, it's an outward, it's a go out. It's not a just to contract, it's a go out option. It's a, it's a movement out, not just to come together. And the way that it goes out is through you and I, us being witnesses. What's a witness? Those who watch television programs will know that it's often a person who stands up in a stand and presents information, don't they? Those who watch Suits, who's watching Suits at the moment? Great program. Get into it if you aren't into it. It's really worthwhile. You've got to be on Netflix, I think, to watch it or you can buy it on DVD. Uh, But it's about lawyers and in those lawyers they bring in witnesses to accounts and they give their recollection of what they have seen. Well, a witness, when it comes to the Bible, is more than just a person who gives account. It's someone who actually lives it and speaks it. A witness is someone who not only is able to speak about what they have seen and believe in, but it's someone who lives it out as well. Their actions and their words work together. And that word witness here means someone who goes out and does that. In a sense, it's the same word as missionary. It's a sent one. It's someone who goes out into the world who speaks it and lives about how good Jesus is, that Jesus is the best. That's who we are to be. A witness or a missionary are the same thing. Someone who goes out, who both lives and speaks that Jesus is the best. 
Uh, who remembers the old song by Tina Turner, Simply the Best? Uh, the NRL Rugby League took it on and it became Simply the Best. Uh, well, Tina Turner was singing about a bloke, I think. Uh, I think the Rugby League's talking about league, but none of them are the best. You know, you, you might like to sing about someone else, that's okay, and you can barrack for your own team, which is fantastic. I do with mine, and I'm happy to tell you when they win. But in the end, they're not the best things for us. They're good things, but simply this, the best is Jesus. He is the best thing that we can live for and he's the best thing that we can speak about. And that's what a witness is. That was what a missionary is. He's someone who goes out and does that in the world around them, in the community around them. That is what God wants you and I to do to saturate our lives and our community with Jesus, that he is the best. As I said before, if you watch Acts, if you look at Acts, uh, it's a progression of the good news of Jesus moving throughout. Uh, It's a movement. Uh, Christianity is a movement and not an institution. Uh, So often we hear that, don't we? The church as an institution, as some sort of form of thing that's over here, whereas Christianity is not that. It's a movement. It's a sent out thing. It's something that is to go out and move and and go out into the world and transform the world. It's not a building. It's not a denomination. It's not a set of processes. It's not a set of rules. It's a movement about Jesus. So often, won't we, we get caught up in that idea that it's about the building or it's about what we do here, or it's about what goes on here, but actually that's only part of it. That's not our main game. Jesus' main game is that his message of him, that he is the best, is taken to the world, taken to every person throughout the world, to everyone around us. That is what we're to be on about, guys. You know, when we stand in front of Jesus at the end of the age, he's not going to ask whether we kept our building in good order. We're in an AGM coming up very shortly, and we're going to be talking about bits of that, aren't we? And he's not going to ask whether we got our budget sorted. He's not even going to ask whether our music was really great. What he's going to be looking for is whether we were people who were part of his movement of taking the good news of Jesus that goes out into the world. That's what we're to be known about here in Evans Head. Evans Head Presley shouldn't be known about the fact we've just got a good reputation or we've got music or we've got the most people who come to church in town, which I don't know whether we are, but we're not to be known for that. We're not to be known just because we've got lots of cars up the road on Sunday morning. We're to be known because we live our lives and we speak the words that say and demonstrate that Jesus is the best. That's what a witness is. That's what a missionary is. That is what you and I are to be on about. If you're guests or visitors here with us, that's what you're to be on about too. Wherever you are, whatever place you're in, whatever community you're in, wherever it be, even in Queensland, if you're down from Queensland, it's even for them as well. Queenslanders need to hear about Jesus as much as anyone else. That's what we're to be on about, guys. 
because that's what Jesus sent us to do, didn't he? We're going to be on about that Jesus is the best. And the really good news about that is we're not left to do that by ourselves. Jesus just doesn't say, go on, start a movement, send it out there, spread the good news, see you later guys, I'm out of here. He doesn't do that, does he? What does he say? He says, you will be clothed with power. I will give you my Holy Spirit to be within you. When in Matthew 28, Jesus says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. What's he talking about? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus is with us to the very end of the age. Jesus gives us his spirit. When we trust and believe in Jesus, his spirit is within us, lives within us to empower us to live lives that show and speak that Jesus is the best. That's what the spirit is about. That's what he's on about. So we've been sent to do that and we're empowered by the Spirit to do that as well. We're not alone in that. I don't know about you, but if you've been around Christian circles for a while, you know that often when people talk about the Spirit and what the Spirit's on about, uh, often they talk about what they say as to being the uh, miraculous gifts. Uh, talk about speaking in tongues, talk about prophecy, talk about healing, uh, those sorts of things. And don't get me wrong, God can do those things and God can powerfully work through people to do that. But when we actually see what the Bible says is the main role of the Spirit to do, it's not that. The main role of the Spirit in our lives is to empower us to go out and to be witnesses for Jesus to the world. That's what his main power is in us. That's what, that's what his verse says, doesn't it? It's just to go out and be witnesses for Jesus. To enable us, to transform us, to work within us, to empower us so that we live lives that say that Jesus is the best, so that we speak words that say that Jesus is the best so that we're in those circumstances and situations where it's really difficult around the place, that we actually show that this is what Jesus is like. We live for Jesus in that. When people want to know what life is about, we can speak to them about Jesus because Jesus is life. That's what the main role of the Spirit is. Because the main role of the Spirit is to brag on Jesus, is to highlight how good Jesus is. That's what he's out there to do. And he does that through us. That's phenomenal, isn't it? He does that through us. Jump down one more. The Spirit empowers us to walk the talk and talk the walk. The Spirit empowers us to walk the talk and talk the walk. Because that's what happens in Acts, doesn't it? If you go on into chapter 2 and the Spirit comes, what happens? Suddenly, a whole lot of people who follow Jesus can speak in other languages, tongues. And what do the people do? The people don't fall down and worship Jesus at that point. The people go, wow, something amazing is happening here. And then what happens? Peter speaks the gospel. And then what happens? People are converted. See how it works? 
the Spirit does amazing things through people so that people want to find out about Jesus. Now, there is a miraculous thing that happens. He speaks in tongues, but that's not the big thing that's going on here. The big thing is that drags them and points them to Jesus. When you get to the end of Acts 2, it's not a miraculous, uh, on that sort of sense it happens, but it's the miraculous in community that happens. Because what happens at the end is all these people come together and are living for Jesus and showing what it lives to you. They're sharing things, they're giving things, they're inviting people in, they're having meals with one another. And people are going, wow! And then they hear about Jesus and thousands come to know Jesus. Do you see how the Spirit works? The Spirit works within us to empower us to live lives so that people go, wow, about Jesus, so that we can speak about Jesus. So that we walk the talk and then we talk the walk. That's what the Spirit does within us. That's what you and I have within us if we trust and believe in Jesus. We are empowered by the Spirit, guys. That is a phenomenal thing. The same Spirit that Jesus has is the same Spirit that we have within us. That is crazy. It's phenomenal, really. To even imagine that can be the case. It's such a good thing that it is the case, isn't it? I tell you what, me personally cannot live for Jesus the way I want to by myself. I can't do it. But with the Spirit within me, that's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? With the Spirit within me, He prompts me. He challenges me. He shows me. He encourages me. He points me and highlights that it's about Jesus, Paul. That's what it's on about. Uh, We had the privilege of being able to stay in Mossman in uh, Sydney when we were down at the wedding. And if those of you know where Mossman is in Sydney, it's on the other side of the harbour to the Opera House and where we were staying was right beside the zoo. Millie's family live in a house above us. We happen to just have to live in the one a little bit below them. Uh, you know, tough gig, having to spend some time in that house. Uh, but while we were there, uh, on an edge of their balcony, this is the view that they get. You look straight across the harbour and you can see the opera house. Now, if it was night time and it was pitch black, I wouldn't see much of the opera house, would I, from their balcony? But look what they've got. They've got spotlights all around the opera house so that you sit on the edge of their balcony and you go, wow, that is amazing, isn't it? You see, that's the role of the Holy Spirit. That is the main role of the Holy Spirit, is to highlight, to spotlight, so that you go, wow, at Jesus. That's his role. And that's our role too because he lives within us. You see, our lives are to be spotlights on how good Jesus is. And we can do that because we have the Spirit within us. That's what it is to be a witness, to to be a missionary for Jesus. You and I, when we trust and believe in Jesus, are Spirit-empowered witnesses, missionaries for Jesus to live and to speak to the world around us, to the community that we live in, that Jesus is the best. That's us, guys. That's who we are.
And we can go and do that, can't we? We can go out and live that because that's what Jesus wants us to do. That's what God desires us to be is to go out and to live that and show those good works. And Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 and 10 says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. God has given us that gift. He's given it to us. It wasn't us. We didn't earn it. He's given it to us. And when we trust in Jesus then, not by works so that no one can boast, we're not on about boasting how good we are, guys. We're on about highlighting how good Jesus is. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That's who we are, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. To go out and live it, guys. God has prepared for us in advance to do. Now Deb's off to Burke and you think, what on earth can you do in the back of Burke? It's in the middle of nowhere. And I don't want her to go. My selfishness says I just want to keep her here. But God has prepared in advance for her to do good things at the back of Burke. As he has for you and I. Here in Edmonton. Broadwater. Woodburn. Bowner, Lennox Head, Queensland, Sydney, to the ends of Australia and beyond. And those good works are to live and to speak to show that Jesus is the best. And we can do that because we're empowered by the Spirit, guys. We're not alone. We're not alone. Uh, those of you who know have been part of this, we've been looking at a book called Saturate and uh, by Jeff Vanderstelt, which is about how uh, they do that in America particularly in their church and saturating their community with Jesus. That's been undergirding what we've been doing here. Uh, and, and if you've been reading through that book, you would have seen there's a point in time where they planted a group of people in a community and it started to grow and started to get bigger. They started doing all these sorts of things and they started reaching out into the community and trying to get out there and do all these sorts of things. And then uh, this is one of the quotes in there I thought was really good. He said, To people in our young, growing church didn't need a new to-do list. They needed to be reminded of their new identity in Jesus. You know, see, that's the same for us, isn't it? So often we can think, well, if, as a follower of Jesus, I've got to do this, 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 and this. That's what it is to be a follower of Jesus. I've got to read the Bible. I've got to pray. I've got to get to church. I've got to go and do a mission. I've got to go and do this. I've got to serve here. I've got to do I've got to tick off my list and I'm okay. Whereas Jesus never says that, does he? It's not there in the Bible. All those things might be good things to do, but in the end, none of us need another to-do list. But what we need to be reminded of is who we are in Jesus. We need to understand our identity in him and then we know what we do because who we are determines what we do, not we do, what we do determining who we are. Who we are in Jesus then drives us to live for him. And who are we? We are in the Father's family. Therefore we love others like he loved us. We are servants of Jesus, therefore we serve others as Jesus served us. We are missionaries filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, therefore we are always on mission to proclaim in action and in word that Jesus is the best. 
That's who we are, guys. That's who we are, to go out and live it. Out of who we are. There's a great statement in uh, Insaturate. It says, whatever God has done to us, now he wants to do through us to others. God has made us his children. God has showed us his servant Jesus who loved us and died for us. God has given us his spirit. Now he wants us to go out and do that. What he has done to us and for us, he wants us to go out and do for others. Let's go and do it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to praise you and thank you, Lord, that you haven't left us to ourselves to work out what it is in life that we're to be on about. You haven't left us to ourselves to be able to work out how we can get to you and have a relationship with you, Lord. But you have revealed to us through your Son, Jesus, that we can be in relationship with you forever. And in Jesus' life, death and resurrection, he has made it possible for us, for us to be in relationship with you, to be your children. He has dealt with our sin and brought us forgiveness so that now that we can be called children of yours. That you've given us Jesus who was a servant who gave his life as a ransom for many. He showed us what it is to live for you perfectly, to show us a life of servanthood so that we could go and love and serve others as well. And Lord, you haven't left us alone, but you've given us your spirit to empower us to be your witnesses, to be your missionaries, to be part of your movement, to take out the good news of Jesus in both how we live and how we speak, to show and to say that Jesus is the best to a world that desperately needs to hear that, to know that and to trust that, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask for forgiveness for the times that we haven't lived knowing who we are in you. When we've tried to do lists, when we've tried to do it ourselves, when we thought just in our power, Lord, we can do it. Forgive us for that, Lord. Cleanse us and change us and transform us into people, Lord, who live by your Spirit empowered by your spirit, filled by your spirit, Lord, to be people who both live and speak and highlight that Jesus is the best. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.